February 16th, 2023, we're in Masechet Berachot and Daf Yodbet Amud Aleph. We're continuing in just a moment in the widest lines, nine lines down, two words before the end of the line at the words Amar Rabbah. But just very briefly to summarize and discuss what we addressed in the last class, in that last sugya, we were dealing with the circumstance where an individual is holding a cup, uh, for argument's sake, the Gemara's example of beer. And in their mind, we're going to explain it according to Rashi for now. And as we discussed, there's different opinions on the particulars, which do have ramifications. But for our purposes, for simplicity reasons, he has in mind to say, but, but he believes that he's holding wine. And in turn, his mindset is, Baruch Hashem HaOlam, as he says those words, to say, Bore Priyagefim. Uh, immediately before the final words, the siyum, the hatima of the beracha, he realizes that he's holding wine, he shifts and says, Effectively, his opening, his baruch ata Hashem, was with the wrong intention. His conclusion, his final words, were the proper words, of course, with the proper intention. What's the halacha in such a circumstance? The Gemara suggested one approach and another approach, and the Gemara had no clear and succinct conclusion. As we mentioned, Tosafot wonders, uh, how does this uh, deal with uh, the concept, which we'll see later on, of mitzvot serichot kavana? And Tosafot, uh, uh, well, really, Rif, is of the opinion, as Rabbi Yonah points out, as is Shohan Aruch and Siman Samech, that mitzvot serichot kavana, in which case our sugya is very much in line with halacha say the question. If you have to have the proper intention, well, in turn, that's the question that's being addressed over here. The general question and thrust of Tosafot and the Rishonim in addressing this issue of mitzvot serichot kavana is not altogether clear. After all, a beracha is not per se a mitzvah. A beracha is a beracha. When we talk about having the proper intention, we're talking about an altogether different reality. Additionally, another factor, and again, longer and more intricate and elaborate conversations to be had about this, um, I think this was a question you raised last time, Victor, was um, that effectively you did have intention to make a beracha. Maybe the particularities, the specifics were not aligned, but you did have in mind to make a beracha on the food or on the drink that you're going to have. Is that really to the extent that I didn't have kavana mitzvot serichot kavana and I didn't have kavana? Maybe I didn't have the specific but I did have kavanah to make a beracha that wouldn't be effective, that wouldn't be sufficient. So even the question of the Rishonim, therefore, although their answer is maybe this is, in fact, a negative concentration type of circumstance, it's a little bit surprising in and of itself. However, Tosafot here, uh, earlier, on the, third, the fourth Dibura Matchil of Tosafot, Lo Nahama, in terms of the final line with regards to Pesach Halacha and our Subya, initially quote from Rav Alfas. Rav Alfas, of course, is Rif, it's Hak Alfasi. Right? Upiresh Rav Alfas, Hashta de la Ifshita Ba'ayan, since now the Gemara never gave us a conclusion, there was no Peshat to the Ba'aya, no a solution to the question, as Linan Nekula, we go, Lekula, which means to say in our circumstance where the person had the wrong intention initially, but closed with the proper intention, what do we have a principle? As a result, you fulfill your um, obligation with the wrong initial intention, but at the very least, proper final intention. Veri, continues to Safot, and I cite from a different opinion, Veri haya omer lechumra, desarich levarech pa'amacheret. Rif disagrees, and he says, you have to go lechumra, and you need to repeat the beracha in the proper fashion. What are you talking about, Ri? 
This is a safek berachot. Safek berachot lehakel. It's one thing if you were perhaps talking about the final issue in the Gemara with Berkat Amazon, where you might be dealing with a beracha which is from the Torah. But over here, this is beracha of Berkat Anehanim, Berkot Kiryat Shema. It's not a mitzvah from the Torah. It's not a beracha from the Torah. If you see the little marking next to the words Lehumra in Tosafot, leads you to the right-hand side where it says Gilion Hashas. Gilion Hashas was written by Rabbi Akiva Eger. And Rabbi Akiva Eger, in turn, is quoting from Maharsha. Maharsha, in his commentary to Masechet Pesachim and Davkof Beta Amud Aleph, suggests that the principle, and this is a very important point, the principle of Safek Berachot Lehakeu, of when we have a doubt with regards to blessings that were lenient, applies specifically and only to what we call birkota mitzvot. If I'm uncertain about the law, about the status, about the reality with regards to the berachan shofar, with regards to the berachan sisit and tefillin and so forth, there I say lehakil. There I go lekula. And the reason, as Maharsha explains over there, is because the mitzvah stands independent of the beracha. If I just put on sisit, tefillin, shofar, lulav, and so forth, sukkah, without a beracha, I still fulfill the mitzvah albeit not in the ideal fashion without the beracha. And as a result, I have a safik, lekula, abstain, stay out of repeating. You're getting only into problems, potentially, with an unnecessary beracha. That's not the case when it comes to birkota nehemim. When it comes to beracha on my beer, on my wine, without that beracha, I'm not permitted, we'll see these words in the Gemara later on, it's ki'ilu gazal, it's ki'ilu ma'al, it's as if you're taking from the domain of God uh, and and putting it into your mouth, that's inappropriate. You need to make a beracha, so to speak, in order to permit it. And as a result, the suggestion of Maharsha is that Ri's position, again, in contrast to Ri, who very clearly maintains safek berachot lakel, even by berkota nehenin, but according to Ri, berkota nehenin does not, again, it's surprising, we don't assume this way, in the domain of halacha, generally speaking, does not have um, that characteristic of safek berachot lakil. In the circumstance of doubt, you'd go leniently. Uh, just on a final matter, and again, much more to be developed and discussed, Shohan Aruch, with regards to Pesach, Halakha, and our sugya, and Siman Reshtet, and Ora Haim, Sisaif Aleph writes the following, Lakach kos shel shechar, that's our circumstance, he took a, took a cup of beer, or shel maim, or of water, Upatach ve'amar baruch hatashem ukenem el chaolam, aldat lomar shehakol. Ashi's interpretation to the Gemara you have in mind that you'll say Shakov Vita'ave Amar, but ultimately speaking, well, not exactly the direction we had in our sugya. Boreprayagif, and you said the wrong beracha. Yeah, that's different. Okay. Even then, you don't repeat. Based on what we discussed, somewhat surprisingly, at the very least, you had the proper intention, the Baruch Hatashem Okenim El Khaldam. He continues, and there are those who say, And here's our circumstance. Holding a cup of beer, have in mind, as you say, to say, Yasa. So in that circumstance as well, writes Yasa. Now it is interesting, Shohanaruch writes, However, since there wasn't a stam, the assumption of Mishnah Brura of others is that that is the Pesach Kalacha in such a circumstance, as, uh, for example, this Mishnah Brura, uh, the Mishnah Brura Ish Matzliach writes, it says, V'chen Halacha, u'kmo she'katav ha-Mishnah Brura, ve'af maran zal, even Shohanaru kavanato lifzokin. Not just our opinion, that's what he meant. 
even though it appeared differently, he wrote Yesh Omrim with regards to the principles of Shohan Aruch. The halacha is as such. He cites from Kafahaim and Birkat Hashem of Rabbi Moshe Levi. Okay, moving along in our Gemara, as we mentioned. That, that was all if you had in mind to say the wrong Beracha, and then you said the right Beracha at the end. He, that was the second part. The first part of Shohan Aruch was an issue we didn't address in our Sugya when the Baruch HaTashem Lekinam El was with the proper intention. And the concluding words were the wrong words. Even there, you fulfill it as well. Right. Right. You get both languages. That's, that's the and, way Shohan Aruch very clearly goes There was a situation where somebody had no kavanah. So that would be an interesting half, question. And they're not sure which beracha they're going to say for whatever reason. Baruch Hashem, and they're stalling and they're singing it because they're not sure if it's Shachol or Mezonot. And then someone whispers to them, it's Mezonot. And then they finish with Mezonot. Kala Homer, that should be allowed. Because if they had the wrong intention... And they're allowed then. I believe, no it, believe it or not, I'm not a hundred percent certain. I believe your circumstance happens to be a mahlokid, and I'll explain to you why. Because as I mentioned earlier, your very claim from last time that we learned was that even when you said Baruch Hashem Lekinam at the very least, you have kavana for bikota nehenim. Unless you tell me that indeed was your beracha, you just have a stam. Okay, so then yes. Yeah. But if you're just heke saying Baruch Hashem Kenim because someone's telling you to, for example, you don't have kavana on the food or beverage in front of you. So in that circumstance, it could be a little bit more difficult, right? Right, because what might might be helping you in our sugya is the fact that you do have kavana, albeit for the wrong thing, but it is to make a beracha on the item, so to speak, in front yeah, of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining, let's say, at a wedding, a rabbi saying a beracha, and they're not sure which one. They didn't hear if it was exactly what it fourth, is. and they it. start singing, and then they wait till someone to point for the end words, right. if, if that's your Right, that's, right, that's right. What that that would be a fulfillment as well. Again, not ideal, but... Okay. But, yes, I to any person who didn't say the second half of the Birkot Kiryat Shema in the morning, Emet V'yasif, second half of the Birkot Kiryat Shema in the evening, Emet V'emunah, Lo he has not fulfilled his obligation. Which obligation? The obligation of Kiryat Shema? Can't be. We learned in the Sugya earlier that Berachot, at least the Gemara suggested it, Zotomeret, Berachot in Me'akvot. You know, it's not necessary to say Berkot Kiryat Shema in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Kiryat Shema. We do want to, we do supplement it with the Berachot, but that can't be the interpretation. So maybe it means you didn't fulfill the mitzvah or the obligation of Berkot Kiryat Shema. Well, wait a second, well, that's not much of a chidush. That you didn't say Berkot Kiryat Shema, guess what? You didn't fulfill the mitzvah, Berkot Kiryat Shema. Not quite a novelty. I wouldn't have thought that I fulfilled it had I not said those words. So then what do these words in the Gemara mean? Then any person who didn't say Emet V'yatsif in the, in the morning, Emet V'yatsif in the evening, has not fulfilled. Rashi, interestingly, uh, fills in a little bit of details for us. Says Rashi, um, here on the right-hand side of the Gemara, Kol Mishelo Amar, there's uh, no bolding, at least in mine, four lines up before you get uh, uh, wider, or five lines up. Kol Mishelo Amar, Bikat Emet V'yasif, Kemo Shetiknuha. Vechen Emet V'emunah Be'abit Lo Yatsa. Those words, Kemo Shetiknuha, might, if interpreted as such, be implying that it's not that you didn't say the entirety of the Berachah, you didn't do it the way the rabbis established it. Maybe you didn't say those words as one interpretation. Uh, alternatively, you left out other parts. Uh, so maybe then it's a statement about the emet ve'emunah and emet ve'yatsiv. You haven't fulfilled those berachot if you didn't do it the way the rabbis gave you that beracha. 
don't be novel in that context. Somewhat simple as well. Instead, Shohan Aruch, here in Siman Samech Vav, uh, has the following interpretation. He writes it as well in case of Mishneh, and, uh, and to a certain extent it's hinted at or, or explicit in Tur. He writes, Kol shaharit, arbit, lo yatsa, listen to the words, Ketikena means in its appropriate way. Uh, with the full takana. You didn't do it in the proper way, which means to say, as much as Kiryat Shema can and does stand independent of its Berachot, if you don't have the Berachot, if you haven't said the Berachot, you haven't done Kiryat Shema Lecha Tehila. Which again, you might say is. It's pretty as, simple. Drink not the water. As, if you didn't drink the water, you didn't listen to me. I no, know. but again, again. We're dealing with two matters over here. You didn't say Birkot Kiryat Shema, I understand. You didn't fulfill Birkot Kiryat Shema. Even, even Rashi's take, you might say, is simple. You said Birkot Kiryat Shema, but not exactly the way you have it in your prayer book. As well, somewhat straightforward. Over here, the concept is like this. Listen, we're going to be honest with you. Kiryat Shema stands independent of the Berachot. You just said Kiryat Shema, you didn't say the Berachot. You fulfilled it. Yeah. However, you didn't fulfill it Kitikna. And it's not just that you were missing a beracha, it's that there was something deficient in your Kiryat Shema itself. It's so to speak that these berachot are, are, make a unit with Kiryat Shema that as much as Kiryat Shema can be taken out, you're missing a unit which, which has implications on Kiryat Shema itself. Now that's interesting. That means that my kavana, which people sometimes dedicate primarily and solely to Kiryat Shema, really should be to the berachot before and after as well. Thematically, they make a unit. That's the statement more than anything here in the Gemara. And the Gemara uh, provides a semech, a uh, asmachta for this matter, that you didn't fulfill it in its most appropriate way. We mention, so to speak, in the morning, emet v'yasiv, as a reference to Siyat Mitzrayim, the chesed that God performed with Am Yisrael in redeeming us. And in the evening, emet v'emunah, that trust, that dependency on God, is v'emunah techabalelot, that's in the evening time. Of course, the Peshat in the Pasuk is not per se evening and morning. Uh, evening and morning is lit up times, the easier times of life where you feel God's chesed and the uh, darkened times where you might not feel it, it might not be as manifested, but you nonetheless have that emunah. Ve'amar, Rabbah bar says the Gemara onward, Sabah mishemeh derav, ha-mitpalel, a person who's praying, keshu korea, as they bow, korea be-baruch, they should do so with the word baruch. New topic. Why is this mentioned here in the Gemara? It's only the same rabbis. What was the earlier statement? Well, it's very relevant to Mishnah because Kiryat Shema. Same rabbis, new topic. And when they straighten themselves after the bowing, you do it when you get up to Hashem. So you're up to Magen Abraham, Baruch, your body goes down, and then your body comes up. The Zikifa is on the word. Amonai on the name of God. Amar Shimuel Maita'amadirav says Shimuel explaining his contemporary, his colleague, his friend Rav. Why is it that Rav suggested that you bow with the word Baruch and you straighten on the word Hashem Dikhtiv Amonai Zokef Kifufim? God and his name in turn is designated as such straightens those who are crooked, those who are bent over. So you say Baruch Hashem and you straighten yourself on the Hashem. You, you have to be straight when you say the word Hashem, or you're, you're on your way up. You're supposed to be straight by the word Hashem. So Ata is the... is the Right after uh, Ata, in between Ata and Hashem, you're straight now. Okay. 
Um, the concept over here, um, as suggested by, as suggested by Talmudera Benu Yonah, goes as follows. Um, my initial, my initial reaction, my initial um, appreciation of this relationship with God is one in which I, I bow down. I'm bowing down, says Rabbeinu Yonah, again, in commentary in the back of the Gemara. There's one of fear, of trepidation, of hesitation. I'm in the context of a being who is awesome, greater than any words could put um, to describing this circumstance, this, uh, the, this, this feeling, this, this circumstance, this situation. Um, that's the bowing down. But immediately after that, as you as you prostrate, you as you bring yourself up straight, there's a certain standing straight because I now have emunah, I now have confidence. I'm now connected in this relationship in a way that provides for me that confidence, that emit and emunah and bitachon going forward. It's reminiscent in my mind of uh, what, what I've read more than once with regards to, there's a, a certain piyut, if I'm not mistaken, Egyptians say it when it comes to Rosh Hashanah. It's written by Rabbi Shalomo Ibn Gabirol one of the uh, great uh, Sephardic Spanish poets. And in it, he has an expression which is somewhat uh, surprising. Harambam writes similar words in his Perusha Mishnayot uh, in, in the context of, of Rosh Hashanah. And the words are, Evrah, I'll flee from, Mimmecha, from you, God, Elecha, and to you. What does it mean to flee from and to? And I think it's a similar understanding. The, the truth of a relationship, or the depth, rather, of a relationship is determined by the understanding initially. I got into this relationship with you, God, because I understand who you are. So I was scared initially. I, I still am a little scared. But only once I was able to appreciate who you are, to feel my dependency upon you, is, is it now that I'm able to truly say that I have that feeling of emunah. Otherwise, it's blind faith. Otherwise, it's it's uh, it's cheap. It's without an understanding. Yeah, I, I admit to his existence. I admit to a relationship with him alternatively. I actually got into this. I felt it. I, I expressed that in a way that I felt vulnerable. I understood the circumstance. And then I was able to snap back out of it, not removing myself, but saying, now I have that dependency and it's you who will propel me forward. It's in the opposite direction, but a similar expression in Harambam Silchot Yesodeh HaTorah, where Harambam talks about the way to Ahava and Yirat Hashem. Love of God will happen when I observe the world and I'm filled with the grandeur, the greatness of God. I have a passion to know more about him, to think about him constantly. And then I'll be jolted. Wait a second. He's so great. I'm kind of snapped backward. And of course, then I'll move forward. So there's a constant back and forth in any relationship. This takes place between husband and wife and good friends, and certainly between ourselves and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's the getting closer, getting to know better, being involved more emotionally, intellectually, feeling sometimes if the other person, if the other being is so great, jolted backward. I certainly had this feeling in, in my relationship with rabbis at points, where I, I felt as if I was getting closer in terms of understanding, and then finally understood how great that person of course but the circumstance and then being jolted backward but then being drawn forward again it's a description here in our Gemara again in the opposite direction but a similar purpose and idea uh, oftentimes uh, emotions are expressed in their deepest way when I'm able to initially appreciate understand that's in our Gemara through bowing feeling that fear the scared circumstance and then saying, but I have that emunah, uh, where else am I going to turn for that? Okay, says the Gemara onward, Metive, we have a question, the Beraita asks, from a Pasuk, Mipene, it's not even a Beraita per se, Mipene, says the Pasuk here in Malachi, it says, Mipene Shemi Nihatu, 
because of my name, he is lowered. Well, sounds like you should be bowing at the name of God, does it not? Because of nihat, nihat means to go down. Says the Gemara, Miketiv Bishimi, Mipineshimi Ketiv. The Pasuk doesn't say, at my name, with my name, you go down. It rather says, Mipine, which we're interpreting as because of or before. Meaning before you mention the name of God. Indeed, you put yourself down. You then prostrate, then bring yourself up straight as you got up to the Shem Hashem, the Emunah, the Bitachon, as Rabbeinu Yonah suggests, Hashem Zokhev Kifim. Amale Shemuel Hiyabarav. Uh, says the Gemara Shemuel, uh, the Emora speaks to Hiyabarav, Bar Uriyan, uh, Ben Torah, or of course it's Torah, Torah Or, uh, Torah gives an ability for us to see and gives us that light, so he refers to him as the Son of Light. Ta kam ve'emalach milta me'alyata de'amaravuch. Let me tell you something wonderful, a ma'alyata, a high, lofty level matter, which your father, Rav, said. This just like this, your father said, Keshu Korea, as you bow in the Berachot of Amida Korea Babaruch, Ukshu Zokef, Zokef Bashem. And when you uh, straighten yourself out, you do so on the name of God. Rav Sheshat, as the Gemara Rav Sheshat, as he would be bowing, Kikara, Kara Kehizra, as he would bow, Rashid's Hizra means a staff, a stick. He would bow, Rashid's understanding it as in one swift movement, down, like a straight stick which you slap down. Tosafot alternatively understands it as the head going down uh, with, with the body. It means that it's not just the body, but it's the head as well, kind of dips downward together with the body's downward movement. Uh, the Svaradim, generally speaking, have just one bow in the, the, the vision of Rashi. Furthermore, whereas Ashkenazim, on another occasion, we could perhaps develop how they got there, but it's not in our Gemara, have a bending of the knees at a certain point at the at the word uh, at the beginning of the Beracha. Svaradim historically and tradition don't have bending of the knees. There's just one downward movement with regards to the Hishtahava'ah. Later on, the Gemara will describe how much you should be bowing in terms of how much downward movement there should be. But in terms of bending knees, Gedolei HaSefaradim, the Minhag of Svaradim, generally speaking, is not to have so. And if you look at people who, who know the Minhagim, who are involved with the tradition in that respect, and haven't been, so to speak, influenced from uh, Ashkenazi Minhagim, they won't do it so. They'll just bow directly. I remember seeing it uh, from all of my uh, Sephardic rabbis. Rav Sheshat ki kara kara ke chizra ki kazakif, when he would straighten himself afterwards, of course, at the name, right before the name of, of God, zakif ke chivya, is a serpent, is a snake, he would come up kind of in a slithery fashion, which means to say he would raise his body and only then his head. What's the idea of your body and only then your head? Meaning your head is kind of still down as you straighten up and then your head. The idea, explains Rashi, is if you snap yourself back up together with your head and body at once, it almost appears to say, I didn't want to be bound down in the first place. I went down and I popped back up. Alternatively, bit slower. I'm kind of feeling a little difficult. This was a little overwhelming. Says the Gemara onward, yet another issue, only mentioned over here because the same rabbis in the context of prayer, and we'll only begin to address this today, and maybe deal with some of the further details with regards to halachal ma'aseh. And the next time that we meet, the entire year, Adamit Palel, a person should in their Amida at two Berachot say the following: Hakel Hakadosh and Melech Ohev Mishpat. We're familiar with each of those Berachot. I think we might know where we're going already. Chutz, except for Me'asara Yamim Shben Roshana V'Yomer Kipurim. 
except for what we now refer to as Aseret Yemei Teshuvah, from Rosh Hashanah until Kippur, including those days, there are 10 days. What do you say during those 10 days? Shemit Palel, a person should be praying and saying at those Berachot, HaMelech HaKadosh VeHamelech HaMishpat. Those are the words that replace Hakel HaKadosh and Melech Ohev Sedaka HaMishpat. Says Gemara Verbil Azar Amar, Afilo Amar Hakel HaKadosh Yaza. The suggestion of Bil Azar is alternatively pay attention to this Pasuk. God was riz, arose with Mishpat, with judgment. And furthermore, hakel hakadosh. So, in the context of mishpat, which we're envisioning as the ten days of judgment between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, it refers to God as hakel hakadosh. Just briefly, what's the idea of hamelech hakadosh, hamelech hamishpat during this time period? Explains Rashi. It's a time period during which God manifests Himself, and we feel it so as the judge, as the monarchy who judges us. That's from Rosh Hashanah till Kippur, of course. As the Gemara and Masechet Rosh Hashanah Daf Tetzayin describes, as days of judgment, days of the books of life and death opened in front of him, so to speak. There is an interesting point, several. First and foremost, what is this mahluk? It is this opinion of the Bil Azar, who says, even Hakel HaKadosh said, even Lechatechila? Is he saying, even, go ahead and do it, I got up to Hakel HaKadosh, I'll say Hakel HaKadosh? Or only if I happen to have forgotten to say HaMelech HaKadosh? He does cite a pasuk which supports it. There is a mahluk in Rishonim about that. Furthermore, there's something conspicuously missing from the words of Bil Azar. He only uh, talks about Akela Kadosh. What about Melech Hoyef Zadak HaMishpat? You have to follow that. If you followed it, he Does would say he both. Does he suggest in that context that if I said Melech Hoyef Zadak HaMishpat, I didn't fulfill it? He would have said Wouldn't, it. Wouldn't, if anything, that be the more simple case? Because over there I already mention Melech of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I already say, Melech Ohev Sadaq HaMishpat. If you take a look, there's a little Aleph next to those words, after the word Hakel HaKadosh. Do you have that in your Gemara? It leads you to the left-hand side, at least in mine, to the Haggahot Mahari Landa. And it says over there, Girsat Harif. If you look in Rif, it's Hakel Fasi, whom we mentioned earlier in the back of the Gemara. Ve Hakel HaMishpat. Ve Hakel HaMishpat. And also, Hakel HaMishpat. That's interesting. It's almost as if, if you listen to the words of Reef, he says, if you said Hakel HaKadosh and Hakel HaMishpat, meaning he didn't need to mention Melech HaMishpat, because of course Melech HaMishpat would be okay. It's if you even said Hakel HaMishpat, which of course you and I never say, but was once a Nosach, a Gersah, as the Rishonim discuss, you'd still fulfill it. Or you could do so. The Gersat Tarif, at the very least, Rosh, the next statement over here, the Gersat Rosh, is so at the very least he has it in the Nosach and the Gersat of the Gemara in front of us. Okay, says the Gemara, what is the Halachal Again, we have several things that are questionable, not fully clear in the Gemara, but what is the Halachal Ma'aseh, at least in the context of these words? Amar of Yosef, Hakela Kadosh, Umelokhoevstakamishpat. The initial statement is, like Rabbi Lazar, Hakel HaKadosh and Melech Mishpat, either is sufficient, or is the even during Aser Timet Teshuvah. Rabba Amar HaMelech HaKadosh VeHamelech HaMishpat. And he takes that first opinion of Rabba Barchinena Saba Mishemederav VeHilcheta, concludes the Gemara, Kerabba. What does that mean, VeHilcheta Kerabba? Does it mean Lechatechila? Again, was this debate only ideally? Was debate even bidi'avad. If you take a look at the right hand side of Tosafot, beginning this conversation a little bit deeper, says Tosafot Vilchita Kavate de Rabba de Sarih Lahatoma Melech Kadosh Ve Hamelech Hamishpat. 
continues to Safot Vim Lo Amar Mahazirin Oto. If you have not said Hamelach Kadosh and Hamelach Hamishpat during Aseret Meteshuba, you have not fulfilled your obligation of those Berachot, and you need to go back. If it was Melach Kadosh, as Shuhan Aruch, as the Poskim right, that's a unit. First three Berachot, you have to go back to the beginning of the Amidah. If it's Melach Hamishpat, you have to very least go back to that Beracha. That's the statement here in Tosafot. Tosafot goes on to question and even state. That the Gemara left out some other insertions, Zochrenu the Hayim, Michamocha, the other four insertions that we have in the Amidah at the beginning and the end during the Aseret Demet Teshuvah. Initially, Tosafot's suggestion is you need to repeat if you didn't say those as well. They quote at the end, however, from Rabbeinu Hananel that it's unnecessary. The Rosh, uh, Rabbeinu Asher in the back of the Gemara explains Rabbeinu Hananel. The reason it's unnecessary with regards to those is those weren't mentioned in our Gemara. Only Amelech Kadosh and Melech Mishpat are in our Gemara. Why not those other insertions, again, the beginning and the end of the Amidah, which we have during Aseret Emet Teshubah? Because those came from the time of the Geonim. Those weren't part of our Gemara. There was an addition from the Geonim at the beginning and the end of the Amidah, and they don't come with the severity of absolute necessity to say. What's the Halakha Ma'aseh? I guess we could do it this week in a somewhat abridged fashion, be able to deal with this Halakha. What's the Halakha? So again, HaMelech HaKadosh, the Gemara told us, Halakha is that you need to repeat. But we had a question about HaMelech HaMishpat. Furthermore, in HaMelech HaMishpat, Melech HaMishpat, you mentioned the name Melech. Tur, in truth, quotes from his brother, Rabbeinu Yechiel, in Siman Kofiat Yodhet, who asked this question. In turn, the question was really addressed by several others. And there's a suggestion, Halakha Ma'aseh, from Ramar, Bimoshe Isimus, following the opinion of Rabbeinu Yonah, Talmidei Rabbeinu Yonah, that, albeit unideal, you could fulfill this, uh, uh, you could fulfill your Amidah, you don't need to repeat it if you said Melech Ohev Sedaqah Mishpat, because at the very least you said Melech as part of the structure. Ha-Melech HaMishpat is more forceful, more to the point, but you still fulfill it. Shohan Aruch, however, both in Kof Yot Het and in Siman Taf Kof Pebet, is posek lahalacha that for Hamelech Hamishpat as well, you would need to repeat in his Bet Yosef. He cites from Rabbeinu Manoach a reasoning. The difference between Melech Ohev Hamishpat and Hamelech Hamishpat is altogether uh, is, 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 is significant. Whereas Melech Ohev Hamishpat describes Kivyachol Hakadosh Baruch Hu's love, his connection to Hamishpat, doesn't describe him as embodying that per se. It says, for all intents and purposes, I, let's say for a moment, I'm the king. I love Sedaqah Mishpat. That means I love you. You want to know why? Because you stand for Sedaqah Mishpat. So when we say Melech Ohev Mishpat, doesn't per se mean that's who he is. That's qualitatively different. It's a separate statement than HaMelech HaMishpat, which describes God in that essence, which is manifested during that time period. So as much as you did mention Melech, but Melech as Mishpat, you haven't described God as HaMelech HaMishpat. You've described God as uh, of a being who appreciates, so to speak, our Sadaqah Mishpat, human beings, and Am Yisrael Sadaqah Mishpat. And therefore, Shohan Aruch, as we mentioned, is posek la'alacha, that you'd need to repeat the Amida, or rather, that Beracha, if you said, HaMelech Ohev Sadaqah Mishpat. Alternatively, Halacha Ma'aseh, as Beni Ishai cites it, is Halacha for um, the Baghdadians, at the very least, like Rama, that with regards to Melech Ohev Sadaqah Mishpat, in circumstance where the person finished the Amidah, they wouldn't need to repeat it um, if they just said and several others uh, point out that this was and perhaps should continue to be the Minhag of Yotzei Halab. 
the Aleppo Jewry, the uh, Aram Soba uh, descendants, as well, their tradition on this matter, much to the surprise of others, is not as Hacham Vadya Yosef um, determines it should be, like Shohan Aruch, that Melech Taka Mishpat and Melech Mishpat is identical to HaMelech HaKadosh as opposed to HaKel HaKadosh, but rather, with regards to Melech Taka Mishpat, there's a particular leniency because I have said the word Melech, I have described God as King, which is perhaps of utmost importance in our Gemara with regards to his manifestation, his essence during that time period. What have we addressed then today? We've addressed several issues. We summarized and went back to Halakha Ma'aseh on the past issue, the issue of the Kavana, the mixed Kavana and the Beracha. We went onward and we talked about Emet V'yatsiv and Emet Muna as integral to a full a completion of Kiryat Shema itself, as Shohan Aruch explained to us in Siman Samech Vav, based on our Gemara. We talked about the proper way to bow. You bow Kehivya initially. You come back, excuse me, Kehizra initially. Come back Kehivya as a staff and as a snake. We talked about when to bow. You go down before the name of God and straighten at the name of God. And lastly, we talked about these differences during Aseret Emet Teshubav, HaMelech HaMishpat, HaMelech HaKadosh, and the Halachic ramifications. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.